Welcome everybody to the Webinex Talks events, all about WeatherTech's natural range, stains and treatments. My name is Simon Hashem, my role as a business development manager for WeatherTech in New South Wales, and today I'm hosting the event. Today we welcome Codians industry specialists, all of whom we'll meet shortly, Douglas Kerr from Cabots, Teresa Waters and Wendy Payne from Paints Paint. So thank you very much for all attending and taking the time out. What is WeatherTech's natural range? It's an unprimed board. It provides a unique appearance with characteristics of raw undressed timber. The natural surface is pressed to create a wood grain effect and the textured deep cut patterns show all the knots, cracks and imperfections of natural timber. It's 100% natural. It's 97% natural timber and 3% wax, two ingredients. Cheaper than most other timber products. No chemical additives, no artificial glues, resins or formaldehydes, and no silicas. So silicosis has been a massive talking point as of recent times. So rest assured, there's no harmful chemicals in, in WeatherTex. It's lightweight and durable, easy to install. So what I mean by that, there's no special tools required. Standard carpentry tools, no need for any expensive fiber cement blades. So your installers would definitely love using the WeatherTex range. We have a better than zero carbon footprint, global green tag platinum for our natural range. So we're the first manufactured product in the world to receive platinum green tag certification. All this is available on our website. So by all means, please feel free to jump on there and view those certification certificates. We've been in the industry for over 75 years as a business. More importantly, we're Australian made and owned on the outskirts of Newcastle and Raymond Terrace. So the WeatherTex natural range can be left natural to silver off or fade in the sun, or it could be left or it could be stained, which will form part of our questions today around the stain, staining and treatments. It's available in weatherboards or natural panels and comes with a 10 year warranty, not to rot, split or crack. If you need to know more about our natural range, our prime range at WeatherTex, please feel free to send your inquiries through or jump on our website and we will be more than happy to uh, answer any questions you may have. All right, let's get to know our panelists more in detail. So thank you very much, Doug from Cabots, Teresa Waters and Wendy Payne from Hames Paint. I guess let's get uh, the audience to know a little, bit, a little bit about yourselves. So Doug, if you can tell us a little bit about your background in the codings industry and about your company, please. By all means, um, I'm the technical sales and specification manager for Integrating Trade and Industrial. Um, I have a background going back 30 years in timber and timber coatings, uh, where I, uh, I started in timber in Australia, funnily enough. Um, and then went back to the UK and worked for Axel Nobel uh, and then had my own business for 11 years dealing in industrial timber finishes. Um, I moved back to Australia uh, and was employed by the Dulux Group on the commercial specification side uh, and then uh, been part of uh, the Cabot's Integrain trade and industrial business, focusing specifically on um, industrial finishing for timber in Australia. So um, there's, there's 30 years experience about putting 
wet stuff onto timber there. Thanks for that, Doug. Uh, so, Wendy, if you can tell us a little bit about your background in the codings industry and about your company, please. Yep, it's uh, funnily enough, it's a little bit similar to Doug. I started off in the timber industry as well, and I started with Teneru Timber Importers, which are actually Sickens. They also imported the uh, Sickens product, Teneru, at that stage, and still do. Um, and then I went on to work for the original owners of Interbrain who actually created the Dexpress Haynes product um, 15 years ago for Haynes Paint. And um, just 30 years plus actually, Doug, <laughs> in the industry of timber and timber finishes. I've also worked for Quantum Timber Finishes, Sickens twice and Intergrain. So, and with Haynes for the last nine years as a category manager for Woodcare. That's great, thank you. And Teresa, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Uh, hello, yes, I'm Teresa Waters. Uh, I've been with Haynes for two and a half years. Uh, come from a paint background in the UK as well, where I work for Sigma Kalon. Uh, but my, my background is mainly specifications. So I've worked for Borrell and a couple of other companies in the UK. Um, I worked for Wattle here as well for five and a half years. Um, so my, as I say, my main background is specifications. So if anybody needs any assistance with, with that side of the, of the business. That's great. As well as well to that, I might just add that uh, we have a specifications manager at WeatherTex uh, in New South Wales and, and other states as well. So definitely if anyone needs any assistance with specifications with, uh, with, our, with our product and we're importing stains and, 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 and treatments, we can definitely collaborate and work together on that. Okay, so um, Wendy, can you, if you can tell us why Haynes products are suitable for WeatherTech's natural range? Sure. We um, generally only have the one product that we recommend for the WeatherTech's natural, which is our Dexpress. And it's a very versatile two-coat system that is water wash up, easy to, uh, to, sorry, easy to apply and easy to use. Um, it's tintable to a, a 34 colour range that we offer um, for, but unfortunately with this particular product, um, all the colours don't show up because of the dark colour of the WeatherTex. So we're more than happy to supply samples to you and recommendations on what actually works best for this particular product. That's great. And, and Doug, if you can tell us why, uh, why uh, Cabot's products are, are suitable for WeatherTex natural range? Well, uh, we, we have a number of products that sit within our Feast Watson and Ingrain brands. Um, that uh, the Ultra Deck Timber Stain is probably the best product for, um, for WeatherTex in that it's our most highly pigmented product. Um, and it, it enables you to uh, have a good, a good opportunity to um, to actually change and move the colour a little bit. But similarly, because of the dark substrate, the lighter colours don't move the colour uh, perhaps as much as they would on um, a lighter coloured substrate. So right. our, um, our Ultra Deck Timber Stain would be the go-to one. Right, right, which, which, to, uh, which basically leads me, into, leads me into the next question there, Doug, with uh, what products would you recommend to maintain the WeatherTex natural colour? and how soon should it be applied? Um, in an ideal world, the, the, um, the colour should be applied as soon after installation as possible. So 
the, the weather text doesn't have an opportunity to get a bit discolored with exposure to UV. Um, we have a, a color called bitter chocolate within that range that's almost identical to the, the WeatherTex um, natural color to start with. Uh, and because it's a very highly pigmented product, you will get very good longevity and a long-term maintenance schedule with it. Right, okay. And, and Wendy, what products would you recommend to maintain the WeatherTex natural color in, in your range and how soon should it be applied? There's a couple of colours. Um, naturally is also the most popular one, but um, I, like Doug said, the more pigment that you have in your product, the better longevity you'll get. So if they do want natural, I actually recommend to use light oak because it's just got a little bit more pigment. We do have another colour called chocolate, which would be similar to Doug's offer. And um, dark oak, those are the three products and choices I would put forward for that natural look. That's great. Actually, we've actually got um, a couple of slides for the um, viewers to have a look to identify our products because um, most importantly for preparation, um, we have to actually wash this particular um, substrate first so we can get penetration adhesion uh, with our Dexpress. So we've right. got a slide right. for you to put up shortly to show you. Okay, if we get around to that, uh, Wendy, definitely I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, we are on a, on a um, time schedule. So if we have time towards the back end of, of, of these questions, definitely I'll, I'll um, definitely get you to do that if that's okay. okay. Yep. That's great. So Wendy, would you recommend staying with text before installing or after? Because I tend to, when I'm dealing with, with my clients, developers, builders, uh, like, or um, even, even, um, your designers and architects out there, a lot of the time they'll ask that, that question, is it better for us to, to stain the product before installing or after? In an ideal world, Simon, all timber should be a sealed envelope coat to stop moisture from, you know, escaping or, you know, expanding the product if it gets wet. Um, right. So, but that's not usually the case. Usually it's obviously in situ when people are actually going to coat. So there's no problem. Um, ideally, if you could do it before it goes in, that's ideal because you can get right down to the edges. If not, um, you just can coat when it's installed. Definitely, that makes that makes complete sense. And and Doug, what's your take on that? Do you, would you recommend? Similarly, you know, we, in an ideal world, a factory application because of the controlled conditions is, is going to be a superior environment for coating. Uh, you don't have to trust some painter with a brush or a roller to get it right. You're, you're usually spraying it or applying it with some sort of machine, which is always going to give a more even finish. Um, so, you know, in an ideal world, um, in a factory, in a controlled environment is always uh, a better option. If it's going to be done on site, um, we would always recommend after preparation, so after the cleaning process, you start from the bottom and work up. Don't start from the top and work down. Um, because if you do have runs, and you inevitably will have, um, if a run is running back over a wet surface, it's much easier to take care of than if you're, you've got a run mark coming down over what is a very absorbent dry surface. Um, 
So yeah, start from the bottom up if it's been happening on site uh, and do it in small sections at a time. In an ideal world, yep. factory application is always going to be a superior option. That's, um, that's, that's great to know that because I, I always thought that, you know, start from the top down. But uh, as you explained there, yeah, from the bottom up makes complete sense. So I'll definitely be using that uh, information for my customers. So thank you for, um, for advising that. Yep, Simon, there's um, a question somebody's asking here about dark colours. Do dark colours have any issue with heat, warping and splitting? Um, yes, they do, but on your, your product, it seems to be quite stable. But on general timber, we do say to the dark colours, they do absorb a lot of heat. So be mindful that this particular, if it's getting that full afternoon sun, that it might have to be recoated more frequently and it will, you know, take on that heat. So radiate a lot of heat off it. Yeah, valid point. No, thank you for, um, for addressing that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, definitely from a WeatherTech's point of view, we definitely um, recommend, um, obviously, to, to reach out to the experts such as yourselves and ask that and, and get those um, questions answered. Um, but thank you for um, addressing that there, Wendy. So there is, there is another, sorry, there is another question up here too. Um, I'm not really sure what the question is that uh, the, I'm sorry, it just, <laughs> it just went, it was talking about a blue map application. Can somebody? Yeah, yeah I've seen that. that. So, so yeah, so. Can they expand the on that one? The question, the question um, is, yeah, can a blue map application done off-site or on ground prior fixed or stud wall? I guess, can you please explain what that means? I think that goes to I think, Teresa, probably the best person to um, answer I'm, that I'm thinking that that's probably referring to our artisan bloom. So I'm happy to address that question at the end and, and get back to that particular. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we'll leave these, these, these questions um, to be further on if you don't mind. I'll get through the relevant questions we have um, I would like to ask first and the ones that I can, um, ones I haven't got to, I can ask from the, from, from the audience if that's okay. Yep. So, uh, Doug, is, how is it best to apply your stains to, to WeatherTex? And, and do you have any tips? So, for an example, uh, how many coats do you recommend? Uh, what type of brush roller do you recommend to apply your products with? Um, a brush is, is always, given the, the textured surface of WeatherTex, that's always the best way forward. Um, I would, we would always recommend a minimum of two coats because people just simply won't get an even coverage with a translucent system in one coat. Um, and, you know, in, in most circumstances, two coats would be adequate, but in more, you know, exposed environments, uh, it's important that we get the, an optimum film build, um, an optimum pigmentation in the surface of the product. So that, that's, um, that's critical. So, you know, the more exposed environments, you would be looking at a three-coat system. Right, right. But as as, um, as Wendy alluded to earlier, um, the prep, so we have a, a, an acid wash, you know, a Reviva, Integrate Reviva, that um, removes excess wax um, that is residual from the manufacturing process. Uh, and enables the coating to penetrate properly. So it, it, it's important that the preparation is carried out um, in line with all the advice that's on the WeatherTech's website. Um, Understand. Thank you for that. And uh, 
And Wendy, do you want to add anything, anything to that? Your tips on, on the best way, uh, for example, how to recommend what types of brush roller um, you recommend to apply your products? Yep, generally the painter, the applicator will have their choice. But like Doug said, brush, brush is the best. A short nap roller is ideal. Um, just bear in mind if they use a longer nap, they will get a stipple. But if you have a brush to lay it off, you can remove the stipple. But, you know, the naps are actually designed for certain applications. So just get the correct roller. Um, the other thing um, we do recommend, I actually recommend three coats um, on vertical because obviously in some areas it might be on a second story. So timber finishes last two ways. You know, the more pigment, it's like our skin, fair skin to olive skin, the more pigment we have, the better protection. And um, it all comes down to film build. So when we say two or three coats, that is at the proper coverage rate per square metre. So that is probably the most critical thing to get right is if we recommend that it takes four litres to coat that area, make sure they use the four litres. So everybody wants these products to last as long as they can and they are great products. They will last, you know, a good amount of years, but they've got to be applied initially correctly. Yeah. Right, right. I guess, I guess with that... Sorry, Just revisiting the film build thing, the best way to get that film build is in a factory environment. So if yeah, it's ideally. not always possible, but in a factory environment, on a horizontal surface, that is the easiest way to achieve. Is, is that because it's, it's more of a controlled environment indoors? Absolutely. And, and you can, you can in, um, in that sort of environment, you would measure the amount of product before you actually started running the material. So you would apply a, you would apply a sample board and weigh it to make sure that there was enough material on there and adjust the equipment accordingly. And then once you had that set up properly, then you would run your, do your production run. Right. Good to know. So, Teresa, what maintenance is required for your product range? Um, well, I think not just ourselves, with any sort of coating like this, you do need to inspect it regularly. And, and as Doug's pointed out, different areas will be receiving different UV lights and we would always um, suggest inspecting the, the coating on a regular basis and we do provide a maintenance manual at the end of a job um, indicating where to wash down and how frequently to reapply. Right, so it's, it's fair to say depending on what climate, uh, climate uh, area your, your, your build is in will, will vary. On, on the maintenance? Oh, yes. Well, definitely. I mean, obviously, Queensland's weather conditions are slightly um, different from the favourable, lovely weather we have here in, in Melbourne. Right. And, and New South Wales? <laughs> you can't leave New South Wales out. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, it's horses for courses, really, which is why uh, we don't leave it up to chance. So at the end of the project, we will um, work in conjunction with the applicator and offer a maintenance manual for that particular project. Understanding, good to know there, Teresa, thank you. And Doug, would you like to add anything uh, additional well, to what we, Teresa we, said? We, we have uh, a number of guidelines that we like to make sure are set in tablets of stone. Um, a minimum of 12 months, uh, and that does not mean, and people think when we start to talk about maintenance inspections, that means 
that's when we expect the coating to break down. That's not the case. There's all sorts of other things like mechanical damage, scratches, scrapes, um, graffiti, um, that need to be addressed on a regular basis. So, you know, a minimum, a maximum 12 months between maintenance schedules. In higher traffic areas, that might be six months. So it, it's critical that any breach in the coating system where moisture can get in is fixed so that we don't, that, that's the, the major um, enemy, if you like, of, a, of any continuous coating system is when you get a breach and you get moisture ingress. Um, so it's, it's vitally important that that sort of maintenance takes place on a very regular basis. And then moving forward, um, we would expect our products, once they start to look a bit, we would term it hungry, we're always looking at single coat maintenance. Right. That, that's got to be a good commercial option. So you need to get to the, the, the surface of the coating before it starts to deteriorate and lose adhesion. And, and then all you're doing is replace the material that has re eroded over a period of time. Um, and that's why, you know, we look at different elevations, shelter and everything else. You know, whether it's a sheltered environment, very exposed, that can all have an impact on just how often, how regularly um, a surface needs maintenance. But the, the key thing is it's single coat maintenance. Right. No, good to know. Thank you, Doug. And Wendy, do you want to add anything to that or are you, or are you okay? Um, um, just quickly, just generally, it's only two coats, uh, two sides of the um, home or building. It's the orientation of morning to afternoon sun. The other two sides are protected. So generally, when they do their recoats, it's only on two two areas. Yeah, great. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah, good. Okay, so uh, Doug, what's the most popular stain in your range for WeatherTech's natural? Because a lot of people say, I love the actual the, the manufactured finish of the colour. It comes out from the manufacturing plant and they want to basically keep up that look moving forward once it's installed on the wall. So what's your best popular stain for that WeatherTech's range that natural look? Well, I, I did actually ask our marketing people this question. Um, and we reckon our light oak, our um, ultra deck timber stain light oak is the most, uh, the most commonly used one. It's, um, it's like our natural, it's got a bit of black in it just to make it a bit more neutral. Um, but uh, that's the one. And behind that would be our, our chocolate, our bitter chocolate color, which has got a bit more pigment. So that, the, the darker one would be my preference, but I just, I'm just a technical guy. I don't know anything about marketing or anything like that. So uh, the um, people tend to go for a clearer finish um, when they want to try and retain the color. So. Right, right. Good to know. And and Wendy? Yep, just like I said before, uh, Dexpress tinted to uh, light oak or natural. Nice and nice and easy. Thank you very much for answering those questions. So there's been a couple of questions in the in the chat there, and people want to achieve a lighter look. So understandably, people want a a lighter colour than what what's been manufactured from the the Tex Natural range. So. Wendy, what treatments do you have in your range that can lighten the natural colour of your natural range and how is this applied and maintained? 
Um, the only way you can do that with our products is actually create a colour. Um, usually the tints with white can lighten. So the greys tend to be a good choice for lightening up the um, colour. Uh, unfortunately, if we try other colours like cedar, they don't usually work too well because of the base colour of the WeatherTex. Um, the dark brown colour just doesn't seem to work too well with those tints. So anything with white in it, um, usually we can lighten it up a bit that way, but we generally have to go towards the greys to get, to get that done. Right. Or something with a lot more pigment in it, yeah. Understand. And, and yourself, Doug? Um, I, uh, quite identical answer. We have a number of colours that sit in that sort of whiter, lime-washed palette. Um, but with, with everything translucent, your colour is very, very influenced by the substrate. So, you know, um, we have products available within our timber colour range where we can, it would involve changing the colour of the substrate and then applying stain over the top of it. Um, but that moves away from the natural board and everything else. So it, 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 everything is possible, but talking about translucence, it, it is the, the substrate colour that really determines the outcome. Right. I've got a question here from John uh, asking, does a clear coat of stain have any benefits to WeatherTex, i.e. water tightness and slowing the grain off process? And the second part of his question is, does an anti-refill work with your stains? So I might put that to um, Doug first. Um, the, the, I am not a great proponent of clear anything on anything that contains lignin or is timber-like um, because ultimately the surface does degrade and denature um, and it won't be the coating that will fail, it'll be the surface of the timber that deteriorates to a point that the coating lets go and we get moisture ingress and everything else. So WeatherTex as a substrate is designed to be left by itself in Gorgory. Um, and, and I would just allow it to get on and continue to do that. Uh, a clear coating is, is, is only going to interfere with that process and give you a maintenance headache moving forward. Um, on the subject of uh, anti-graffiti, yes, um, integrating cabots is, is part of the wider Dulux group. Um, and within that uh, portfolio of businesses, we do have a number of anti-graffiti products. Um, one of them is sacrificial, which means that when you remove the graffiti, uh, and it's probably the best one for WeatherTex, it's a product called Surface Shield S. Um, and because Weather Shield has such um, an extreme relief in its profile to actually remove graffiti. You really want a, a product that lifts the graffiti out of that profile. Um, and we have, um, we've trialed that, that particular system with our ultra deck timber stain and it works really, really effectively. Uh, right. 
but it, it does need that your client would need to engage with a contractor who provides that service. It's not something that you could do by yourself just on a day-to-day -day basis. It's the graffiti comes off, the anti-graffiti coating must get reapplied on that wet surface. So it, it's more for big commercial jobs rather than anything else. Understand, understand. And, 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 and just to add on to that, so definitely as, as I alluded before in, in my introduction about the WeatherTech's natural product itself, definitely you can leave it on the wall and it will lighten off uh, naturally and you will get the inconsistencies depending on the positioning of the actual build as well as other shadowing, say trees and other buildings as well. So you get some inconsistencies, keep that in mind, but definitely it will lighten off um, if you want to, if you want to, let, 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 basically let nature take take its place. Uh, Wendy, do you want to add anything to um to, to that? Um, yeah, we none of the timber finish companies uh, use a clear. We just can't get that to protect and last. Like uh, Doug said, you know, anything with pigment, we need a barrier coating to protect the timber and the substrate, and we have to maintain that coating, and that's what gives you the protection. Uh, we do have a range of anti-graffiti in our ultimate range, um, so we can certainly pass on those details as well. That's great. Thank you very much. All right. So, um, so what to Doug? So now I'm finding more than ever timber char is very popular, but, but expensive too, so to speak. So what colour in your range would you recommend to achieve the sort of after look? Righty-o. Well, I mean, this this process is is rife in Australia at the moment. Um, it's it's a filthy habit that the, the timber industry has picked up, um, and, and gives coatings manufacturers a whole raft of different problems. Um, so we we set our R and D teams a, a challenge to mimic that um, satin, very very deep bluey black finish with a low build product uh, and they came up with a, a product Intergrain Solid Stain Chard which is um, it's an oil based, it's a water based product, uh, a two coat application um, and it can either be applied over a charred surface or it, when applied to WeatherTex um, we've, we've had a lot of success with convincing people that somebody has actually charred the surface of the weather tech. So um, it, it is a product, as I say, designed specifically to mimic that finish, um, uh, water-based in two coats. Right. And, and, and Wendy? Uh, we can't offer that particular type of product, but what we recommend uh, in our Dexpress range, we have a colour called Ebony. Um, and we also have a black Japan. So we would just recommend to tint it to those colours to replicate. And we also have what's called a just black, which is a black black. So uh, any of those colours would uh, suit to match that char look. Yeah, right. Now, it's very relevant to a question that's been asked from Sam. He, talking about the char look and dark colours, uh, his question is, do dark colours have any issues with heat? warping, splitting, etc. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, on, it, as Wendy said earlier, timber specifically, yes, they can certainly, 
you know, on on very thin sec thin wide sections of timber, you can end up with cupping and everything else. But WeatherTech is a pretty stable substrate, uh, and you know, I've I've never really had any experience of of WeatherTech's cupping and, and warping. Um, in, in those no, it's just the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's fair to say that darker you go, the more heat it's gonna it's gonna absolutely uh, retain the actual board. Right. Yeah. But but as I say, WeatherTex is a a more stable substrate than a lot of timbers, and you know it, it's um, it seems to deal with those darker colours very effectively. Yeah. We definitely advise the the, the probably the increase increase increased risks that can come with darker colours. But uh, from a, from a WeatherTex point of view, you don't void your warranty if you get a darker colour if that's if that's your choice. So uh, yeah, so make note of that, please. Um, all right. So, Wendy, what what are the colour trends you are seeing in the cladding uh, stains right now? Um, it's still the traditional. Excuse me. It's still the traditional natural, uh, light oak, and the greys and the blacks. <laughs> It's pretty standard. Um, they don't change too much. Right, and in, and in your range, do you have anything new and exciting that you can reveal that might be coming up in stains? <laughs> we do, we're um, just releasing we're, um, a new livery, a new look for wood care. And we've got uh, six new colours. Um, one is a deep uh, weathered grey, <clears throat> excuse me. We've got a light oak, uh, we've got a Nordic teak, we've got a contemporary walnut, it's a really nice modern fresh range that we actually had some gaps in our current range that we're filling in. Good to know. And Doug, yep. and Doug, what are the, what are the colour trends uh, that you're seeing in the cladding stains right now? Is it very similar, similar to what we're saying? The, the, the whites, the lime washes, um, the, the, the greyed weather look, uh, and then of course, you know, our, um, the black charred finish as well. Um, are, are very much the popular. We don't sell much in the way of wood colours at the moment. Um, yeah. Right, and in, and in your cabot's range, uh, anything new exciting coming up that we could be looking forward to possibly seeing in the near future? Um, we, we've got a number of uh, really interesting natural finishes, um, very matte, I mean that's that's another thing that is is people are looking for. They're they're not looking for glossy or satin. Um, they're looking for very super matte finishes, and that in itself is a challenge um, to get longevity out of a super matte finish. Right, good to know. I guess um, I get asked a lot of the times when I'm out on site. So whether it's axle graph naturally. And people would say, that's what I want. That's the look I want to achieve. I want it to lighten off and have those inconsistency uh, as, as timber does, as it fades off over time. But then they turn around and they say, well, I've decided I want to bring back the original colour. So I guess, how is it best to do this and what products and stains do you recommend, Doug? Um, the, the best products are ones that contain an oxalic acid. Um, and that be that acidic solution essentially dissolves the, the grey and denatured layer and depending on how how badly it's grey and denatured may will uh, determine on how many times you need to wash it but essentially you, you would apply 
an oxalic acid solution into grain have ultra prep. Um, timber wash, uh, carrots, timber and deck clean, Feast Watson have, have, have a product as well. Um, and uh, you would apply that as often as you had to, probably maybe once or twice, um, to, um, to get the, uh, the natural colour back into the weather text and then uh, apply uh, a suitable stain over the top of it. Right, and, and Wendy, how is it best to do this with, with your range uh, to bring so back uh, the recommended colour? Yeah. Weather grey surfaces are dead fibre. It's actually weathered dead fibre. So I find the best way to clean weather grey timber in all areas of the, um, the range of the substrates is to actually let it sit wet. You just have to wet it for about half an hour. And what that does is it swells the dead fibre and then you hit it with what Doug said. We also have an oxalic acid based product called Wood Cleaner. And it's directed for this absolute um, application to remove grey timber. And you use it a little bit stronger than for new timber preparation. And a, you know, big borrow of steel, a pressure cleaner because the combination of the two works really well. Good to know, good to know. I guess that uh, there's options there, so, so um, the audience out there, if you're facing these uh, circumstances and you decide to actually go back to the original colour, bring it back, so you don't have that colour, you want to restain it. We definitely have uh, the likes of Wendy and, and Douglas there and, and Teresa to assist us in, in, in achieving uh, your, your book uh, moving forward. So Teresa, if customers would like to obtain samples of WeatherTech's natural products uh, with your coatings, how is it best to do that? Well, um, we do have a, a a link on online where you can email us and we'll organise that for you. And obviously it is better to see the, the finish on the actual substrate because you get a better representation. Good to know. And, and, and Doug, if you want to add to that? Um, we, we have a, a, an architectural uh, portal, if you like, called Timber Studio. It's timberstudio.com.au. Uh, and on that, through that portal, you can order uh, samples of any of the uh, the Cabot's Premium Wood Care brand products uh, applied to WeatherTech. Um, so I, I would encourage you to uh, timberstudio.com.au uh, and have a look there. There's some specifications and everything else on there too. That's good to know. Thank you for thank you for sharing that. Um, we've got a question from a, one, of our, one of our audiences asking the question, and that's from John, asking, saltwater attack, when do you do your washdowns near coastal areas and how often? I guess yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go to you, Wendy. Yeah, certainly salt is corrosive on any substrate. So to keep your paint in good condition, always wash down surfaces. We recommend that for weatherboards as well and um, maintain accordingly. It will weather quicker in that environment. So we do recommend to do an annual inspection and just identify, like Doug said, when it looks hungry, any paint that needs to be recoated is very visual. You know straight away it needs another coat. And please don't ignore those signs, uh, recoat it when it needs it. And you'll have a great product, so, you'll have a great result. Yeah, right. And I just like to point out, um, as Doug alluded to earlier, uh, 
and, and myself with regard to whether uh, each product in a different location will require different maintenance, which is why we tailor our, um, our maintenance manual to the specific pro project and the orientation, as Wendy pointed out, as to where that, where that project is. So you do need to visually have a look. Um, and as Doug pointed out, not just annually, but walk around regularly and, and you'll be able to visually see whether it's looking hungry. Right. What are the obvious signs to look out for in, in this particular instance? Uh, dry, hungry, pale looking coating. Uh, it's very, very obvious. Right, right. I guess from a WeatherTech's point of view, uh, just to uh, make everyone aware that WeatherTech is suitable for coastal areas. So our product uh, performs really well on coastal areas. Um, we do prefer to uh, better practice when it comes to our fixing method uh, to use stainless steel fixings because of the obvious. Uh, but rest assured that uh, WeatherTech performs really well in coastal areas. And coastal areas would be a prime example, as uh, Doug and Wendy pointed out earlier, to make sure you have the correct film build up. Understand. Yeah. All right. Um, where are we now? So, it, it, so I'll, I'll put it out to the to, to the panelists now. If you have any um, anything else further you would like to add to what we've discussed so far. Um, I would just encourage people, if they're going to specify products, read the data sheet, make sure you're across the technical requirements of, and, and around the expectation of what you're expecting from your contractors as well. Um, uh, I think that's, that's very important. Um, and if you're expecting something to go grey just with weather text, just let it go grey. Don't, don't try and encourage it to do something um, you know, that it's, uh, it, it's not going to do just by itself. Actually, one of your um, viewers have just asked a question about um, when you actually weather off, only two sides of that home or building will actually weather off, the other two are protected. So yes, we can't offer that, you can't grey off and we don't have anything to accelerate it. Um, what you'd have to do is actually, if you want that full, even weathered grey look, you'd actually have to paint it to make it look like that. As Understand. in without, without wood care, yeah. Understand. There's a question here uh, for uh, Director Doug uh, from Samantha. Just looking at timberstudio.com uh, for bush out sample. What timber would you recommend as closest to WeatherTech's natural? I think you, you, do, you wouldn't need that. to, you can just um, in this special comments, specify WeatherTech as a, a substrate. You don't need to pick a timber. You can just specify WeatherTech as a substrate exclusively uh, and, and then ask for whatever finish on the top. Right, right. We're the same. We're yeah, same. we're the same. Um, ours is e-specifier and it is on our website. So you just go to the area where it says for specifiers and you can send an email and request a specific sample on the WebEx and it will be sent out to you. That's great to know. Another question has come through. So I think these are one of the other questions I get asked as well. Um, so the timing of coating, so staining, staining, staining the WebEx natural, 
when's the best time to do that? So if, if we're in, obviously, seasonal, so summer, winter, etc., what are your recommendations of timing to actually stain the actual product? And um, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go ladies first, Doug, if you don't mind. Okay. I'll go Wendy. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Um, obviously, right. weather has a lot to do with painting. Uh, the right conditions or the most suitable conditions. We do have I, on our um, cans and information on our data sheets the ideal time to coat and when to re-coat because at the moment we're experiencing a lot of humidity which retards drying so you can't be too quick to whack on a couple of coats so quick. Um, so ideally we know that um, when these buildings are constructed they're constructed throughout the year. Vertical is not as bad as horizontal for obvious reasons. It's not water pooling anywhere. But we do ask for the probably the ideal or most um, best time during the day would be midday to apply a coating. And you would only apply one coat at the time. That's good to know. And, and Doug, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, go over to you, mate, if you want to add anything else to that. Well, uh... I mean, life needs to go on on big commercial sites. So I think it's, as Wendy said, it's really important to take into account the climatic conditions when you are applying it. And when, when you look at a data sheet, it usually says two hour recoat. Now that's normally calculated at 50% uh, relative humidity and 20 degrees C. Um, so if you lift humidity, you extend that drying time. If you drop the temperature, you extend that drying time. So um, it, it, to put it in perspective, people use water-based coatings almost throughout the year in Scotland. So it, it, as, as long as you allow sufficient time between the coats, um, you won't run into problems. Um, and that means that on a summer's day, you might get three coats on. On a, win a winter's day, colder, higher humidity, you're getting one coat per day. Um, and, and it's important to take that into consideration when instructing a contractor to carry out a task. Right. No, good to know. I've been asked a question here from Christy, and thank you for your question, Christy. Uh, she's asked the question, Simon, did you say that black stain voids the WeatherTex warranty or not? Sorry, the video sound dropped out as you said it. Thanks. Sorry, Christy, that the uh, video dropped out at that particular time. Um, that's out of my control. But definitely, it doesn't void the WeatherTex warranty. What we do say is that it will increase the the, the, the chances of, of, of retaining more heat um, in, the, in the product itself by going on a darker stain. But definitely, it's not. Um, it won't won't void your warranty because I know that other other manufacturers, such as for example doors. So for external doors, I know for a fact that from a painting point of view, any dark stains do void the warranty. But from a WeatherTech's point of view, it won't uh, won't void the warranty. Um, we do have another question here uh, for stain runoffs. So oils, acrylic, which is better for WeatherTech's? And I'll I'll throw that over. Uh, to Doug. Sorry, what 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 was so the stains? So so what stains? So the stains, the runoff of stains. So oils. Do you, you prefer? Do you reckon is it an oil base, acrylic base? Which is better for WeatherTex? Oh, I mean, in 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 all cases these days, water based is best. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No question. 
Um, the, the days of, um, you know, solvent-based products, particularly for substrates like WeatherTex, is long gone. There, there, there's no compelling reason to use a solvent-based stain in place of a water-based stain um, on WeatherTex or anything else anymore. Um, you know, oils are, are great for decking, but they're very, very high maintenance. And nine times out of 10, with the WeatherTex job, we're looking for long-term maintenance options. So water-based coatings retain their flexibility for their lifetime. Solvent-based coatings get more and more brittle. Um, and yeah, so it, it, water-based all the way. Yeah, we are more environmentally friendly, more sustainable as well. So I think we're all pushing for that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Any our, any our installation guide, we recommend a, a water-based uh, stain. And even when it comes to our paints as well. Can I just water. add something to that, Simon? I think Kirsty, um, she's also, a lot of people think that a stain runoff um, is actually our product. When it rains, it comes off. Generally, it's tannin, you'll find, that will be the stain runoff. Um, because tannin, when we can't seal the timber all the way around, water gets in and off comes the tannin. So it doesn't do it for a long time, but it will do it for quite a while. And I think um, there is a little bit of confusion. They think it's the paint, but it's actually tannin coming out of the uh, timbers. Not so right. much with your weather tech, but with general timber. Right, yeah. I understand. And, and is that why it's better to actually stain so you seal all the edges prior to installation? Yeah, yeah, ideally, yes. Ideally. And, and that's why we use the oxalic acid to remove those surface tannins and extractives um, for the penetration and adhesion of the coating. But um, if you can seal all the way around where water gets it, it's not going to tannin bleed. Right. Another question's come through is, is water-based stain environmentally friendly? So I'll go, I'll go, I'll go to you, Teresa, on this one. Here. Well, obviously it's more environmentally friendly than the solvent-based stain. Yeah, just from a point of view of washing up and, and, um, and cleaning up. And as Doug pointed out, the technology has come on in leaps and bounds and you're getting a better uh, than previously, than years gone by, you are getting that durability. Right. I would also add to that that in Europe, um, certain solvent-based products can't be used on building sites anymore because of the off-gassing. So the volatile organic compound off-gassing. So, you know, from all points of view, um, water-based is, is a much, much cleaner, much more environmentally sound option. Right. I think touching base on the environmental side of things too, with WeatherTech's natural, um, any minimal waste you do have on site, uh, what, what you can do uh, to manage your waste, you can actually run it through the actual mulcher and and basically put it into your garden bed. Um, so it's one, environmentally friendly. Two, it's managing your waste. So from a cost point of view, it's going to tick all the boxes there. So keep that in mind as well. Can I just jump in on one comment that came up? And I promised myself I'd keep my mouth shut on these things. But I, <laughs> um, it, it, there was a comment about the moisture vapor permeability um, of products. And I would all coating systems that are single pack, solvent-based or water-based, are moisture vapor permeable to some degree. Um, 
So, you know, and they are there simply to allow the substrate to achieve equilibrium with its outside environment. So if you start with something at 8% and put it out in a humid environment, it may rise up to 13, 14%. But that's just, you know, allowing it to do it in a controlled way that makes sure that everything remains stable. Um, Solid-based coatings are still moisture vapor permeable to some degree. Um, because the film build is, is fairly thin and they will allow that process to happen, albeit slightly slower. So um, the, the key thing is coatings manufacturers that we're trying to prevent is moisture droplets. So we don't want things to get soaking wet and reach 22, 23, 25, you know, a very high moisture content. Understand. No, thank you for thank you for that, um, uh, Teresa and Wendy. If you don't want to add to that, I'll give you the opportunity to add to that. Uh, if you want to answer that question, in, in, in any more yeah, Doug, Doug explained it well. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, another question here, and we're running pretty close to time, so I'll, I'll, this will be the last question I'll ask today. Um, is it a requirement to seal all our sides of timber cladding as a part of our a part of warranty? So. I guess from a WeatherTech's point of view, no, you don't have to cover all the, all the around all the seals because it's a natural product. There's no primer on there. We don't, uh, you know, it won't void your warranty from a WeatherTech's point of view. From a coatings point of view, uh, just a quick one word answer, if you don't mind. Yes, coating yes. all four sides is always preferable. Okay, Wendy, the same. Even, yep, for even, obviously, uh, aesthetic, yep. That's great. Okay, we, we, can, we can definitely talk for hours on end with this particular topic and, and I really um, appreciate all the panellists today. So Wendy, Therese and, and, and Douglas for attending today and being part of our expert panellists. Thank you everyone for attending today's webinar and have a great day. Mm -hmm.